Um, I'm very happy that you were healed through in a time gateway Baptist Church uh, for the partnership they have with, with Christ Little's Church, my church here in the town. And we are doing many things here for the glory of God. And I thank Gateway for all the support they always send um, to the ministry in Trumpman. Thank you for the prayer, for uh, the partnership. And I pray all this thing is for the glory of God. And I'm very happy for what we are doing. And I say hello to all of you. And I am waiting for the team who will come in July, and I promise someday I know God will help me to be with you in Gateway. Sometime we will, uh, you will see me face to face. And thank you for everything. I'm continuing to pray for you as I know that you are praying for a new pastor. And I know Jesus is the head of the church. He will show you exactly who he wants to become the pastor of the church. And Pastor Charlie, I missed you. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you. I love all of you. Good evening, brothers and sisters from Gateway Baptist Church of Alabama. I just want to uh, bring my greeting from my uh, people from Haiti. And also, uh, I'm Pastor Frankie, and I uh, just want to thank you so very much for support our ministry with this motorcycle. It's a brand new motorcycle. We just bought it after you sent your phone and helped me get it. And I'm so glad and happy, not only myself, but my family and my whole church. And we just want to thank you and bless you. Yes, and, um, I want to thank my pastor, uh, my brother Charlie, and my brother Drew, and uh, my brother John, who's visiting our congregation. So we want to thank you so very much and God bless you all. As you can imagine, those uh, pictures tell a thousand stories and I'm not going to keep you here to tell a thousand. Uh, I do want to share two of them quickly. You saw these feet in the video and we're just going to walk through these slides really fast to keep us on time. And it says these feet belong to this pastor who walks to this church three hours one way, twice a week. That's 12 hours a week of walking. He's been walking here twice a week for a year through the mountains for a salary of zero dollars. Because he was changed by the gospel. And he wants the same for the people of the village at La Serene. He's standing here, about 20 feet outside of the church that he walks to, in the place where his new home is going to be built. And Gateway, through our partnership with Charlie and Marty and Pathfinder Mission, and I just want to say very quickly that we don't take for granted the relationship that we have with Charlie and Marty and the years of sacrifice and investment 
that they made living in Haiti and loving these people and being loved by these people and building relationship with them. And then even here back in the States, they continue to leverage their relationship and share the investments that they've made with us so that we're able as a body to partner in Haiti for the gospel. And one of the houses, which cost $1,000 U.S. to build, is going to be built 20 feet outside of the church that this fellow has walked 12 hours a week to get to, twice a week, three in and out. And his family and he are going to be able to move there. And his walk time is going to go from three hours one way to about 20 feet one way. And I think that is a, a powerful story. I don't have an obsession with feet, especially other men's feet. But I was intrigued by his because it really brought to life for me the verse in Isaiah 52, 7 that says how beautiful, and it didn't have to say this, but how accurately, on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And I shared that with him and told him that his feet were beautiful. He knew I wasn't being weird. Because of the work that he has done and the labor that he has toiled for the sake of the gospel. This church is in a little village called Laporte. The first pastor who spoke to us uh, seated there. We were in the airport about to leave. His name's Pastor Mark. If you've been over to Jockmel, you've met him before. And you know he is an incredible young man of the Lord. He's in his late 20s. God is an anointing on this guy that's unbelievable. He is just a faithful brother of great integrity. And he pastors a church there in the city of Jotmel, and they really do something revolutionary over there. They say, hey, there's a village over here that doesn't know anything about the Lord. There's no church there. We'll go over there, and we'll tell them about Jesus. And then whoever comes to faith in Christ over the week of us telling them about Jesus, that'll be the new church. And then we'll raise up from within that body somebody who can pastor them, and then we'll go and do this in another village. It's really revolutionary. And he, he and his flock that he leads have done this now in four different villages. The first was in a town called Bossier, and uh, we were really privileged, myself and uh, Charlie took me and Ira and a couple of the Dow boys and my son was with us on one of the trips when we were over there. And we got to go up to this mountain called Bossier. And basically Mark was teaching English at his church in the city. And a young man was coming from this mountain region and he said, I would love for you to come start a church in my area. So he shared with us on the mountaintop that day what the vision was. And he said, let's just pray. And so as we prayed, he just poured out his heart and he said, Lord, this wouldn't be what I would want. I'd rather have a mega church in the city. I'd rather have multiple campuses. I'd rather have a name for myself. But if what you want of me is to come to this mountain region and serve, then that's what I'll do. And he just surrendered himself to the Lord. We left, came home. They started that next week a crusade, which means they go out on the side of the mountain, they turn up the speaker really loud, and they start telling people to come. And they sing praise, and then somebody proclaims the word, and they share the gospel. And when they do, they ask people to respond. And in that first week, don't know the numbers, they don't matter, somewhere around 60 people 
came to faith in Christ. And they started a church from that. And two and three times a week, Mark would go out to that village, and Gateway was able to help through Pathfinder Mission to provide a motorcycle for Mark so he could get in and out of the mountains and wouldn't have to hitchhike or walk up there. Or actually, he had a little moped at the time, but it was not capable of making it. Um, And for about six months, he did this and helped to get the church established. And then he um, was able to raise up some local leadership. And then that same church plant, sometime later, was having a crusade. And one of the young men that lives in that neighborhood or that village invited one of the young ladies that he was friends with from school to come to the revival. She walked two hours one way across the mountains to get to that crusade. When she got there, she got saved. She was to be baptized later. She came to Pastor Mark. She said, my family doesn't want me to be baptized. He said, okay, we'll go and see your family. They grabbed some folks from the church. They walked two hours to her village. They met with her family. Very resistant, angry, in fact. We don't like what you're doing with our daughter. We practice voodoo. We're not coming out of voodoo. We're not changing. She's not changing. We don't support it. They didn't quit. They continued to appeal to them, even in their anger and in their resistance, to the point that the parents said, look, she can do whatever she wants to do. We don't support her. We're not going to do it ourselves. But if she wants to be baptized, she can. She was baptized. Then she said, hey, we want you to come and start a church in our village. His church prayed for a year about planting a church there. And then they went, 20 of them, and they took a tarp and they camped out in the village where they were not welcome. And they started having an outdoor crusade for a week. Fifty-six, I think, people got saved in that first week. On the last day, her mother and her sister were saved. And since, her father has been saved. And they all attend. Amen. They all attend this little church every week. And Pastor Mark's brother goes in and out of the Laporte Village once a week to lead services here. Story after story after story like this. I've asked Alicia if she'll come. And as she makes her way up, if you guys will just hit these next slides. No long stories here. But these are some of the families and the homes that we're going to get to replace these homes and bless these families as we continue to use the resources that God has given us here to bless those who are in Haiti. And there's just one or two more slides, and then Alicia's going to come and give us an update on the opportunities that we have here at Gateway to serve in India. Oh, Thank you. Um, I think while I'm talking, if you want to just go to that slide of Alvin, we were praying for him through the offering. And I thank Drew for giving me a chance to update you all. Um, I think it's interesting. I'm also going to be talking to you about a mountainous region where there are not many believers. But this is from a relationship that we have through a friendship that Alan had many years ago in India. And we have been partnering in India for quite a while. So. I don't have any slides, but I do have some numbers that I brought with me to share with you. Um, the first is 10 million, and that is how many people are in Uttarakhand, which is the state in India where our friends are, and that's in northern India. Um, 10 million people, that you know, numbers are, 
I think, kind of hard. So I've tried to make a way for us to wrap our mind around this. This is about twice as many people as live in Alabama, and they live in about two-thirds the space. And so for those of you who have been to India or most places in Asia, they are much more crowded than here. Um, the state Uttarakhand in India is called Land of the Gods. And that, I think, is interesting because you can also think of 10 million as the number of gods that they worship in Hinduism. There's a god for everything. And so if you think about um, 10 million gods in Uttarakhand, 83% of the people are Hindu. And to give you an idea of what that's like, 84% in Alabama call themselves Christian. So as saturated as our culture is with morality and God and Jesus is all fine and he's our our buddy, Hinduism is that saturated in Uttarakhand, and less than 1% are Christian. So that means there's about one Christian for every 30,000 lost people. Um, so I think it's pretty amazing that we somehow have a friend there who does the work of Jesus, and 10 million is a pretty big number, so we're going to go a little bit smaller and just look at New Life Center, because this is where we've been given an opportunity to engage, just like our friends with Charlie and Marty and Haiti. Um, We've been working for 12 years with New Life Center in India, and they have a church. They have a church planting network that our church supports. There's a school, and that school also has a residential side um, for children who don't live in town. They can also come and go to school. And it's amazing to me that this is all done in the name of Christ. Um, The New Life Center has faced a lot of hardships, just bureaucratic and political Problems have come up because they stand for Christ, and yet God has still made a way for them to be there and to be doing what they do. Over the 12 years that we've been working there, hundreds of children have learned of Christ and have daily heard God's word, have spoken God's word, have sang songs. I mean, think about how weird that is if you are going to a Christian school in Uttarakhand, India, where 83% of the people are devout Hindu. Like, It's, I think, really amazing that we somehow have a little niche in there where Jesus is just singing his name and children are coming to know him. Um, The residential side, so what we have is a child sponsorship program, and essentially what that means is we just have a relationship where we can associate a picture, a name. Alvin here was one of our sponsored children for a while. Um, But these are children who come from villages in the area, And they are coming for school. It's an opportunity for them to get an education where they might not have otherwise had that chance. Some of them are orphans. Um, Some of them maybe have one parent. A lot of them have many siblings. And the family just simply cannot support all these children. Um, So what I wanted to share, just a letter that kind of brings this to home. This is from actually a girl that I sponsor. And she says, I'm growing in the word of God. Every day, someone shares the word of God to us. Every day, I do my personal prayer and read the Bible. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, every day she's hearing about Jesus, where everyone around her every day is hearing about those 10 million gods. Um, Many of the children, if they do have a family member, they get to go home over the holidays. And we've heard story after story of family members, they take the truth home with them. And sometimes they are not welcomed in that way. Um, the story that Drew shared, I think I've heard similar of a girl who was thrown out from going back to her family and just sharing about Jesus, the truth that she heard at school. Um, but I mean, God is making a way and God is bringing people to him in Haiti and in India. So what we have is 
Um, we figured out it's about $40 a month to sponsor one of these children. That includes their food, their education, their housing. Uh, $40 a month is not enough to feed and house and clothe a child here, as many of you may know. But in India, our dollars get to stretch farther. Um, and our program is volunteer-based, mostly this volunteer here, but also our church staff volunteers and just helps to facilitate that so that the overhead and the admin costs on our side are none. Um, so that money is going directly to India. And right now we do have children available for sponsorship. I brought my little bag here for anyone who's interested. I have profiles of several children available so you can come see me after church or you can talk to someone in the church office and they'll connect you with me. Um, but we have children available. And so that last number is just one. And you are one person. When you think about 10 million people who are lost or you think about the people in Haiti who are lost, um, it is overwhelming and the numbers are too big. But you're one person, and God says in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verses 17 through 19, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. He defends the cause of the fatherless and widow and loves the foreigner residing among you, giving them food and clothing. And you are to love those who are foreigners, for you yourselves were foreigners in Egypt. And I think that's just a reminder to us that we were neglected. We had no hope. It is weird that we get to hear about Jesus as frequently as we do. But it's because someone came to us and shared that with us and gave us the chance. Um, so this is one way for you to do that. I love that it says he's the God of gods. Because if Uttarakhan is the land of gods, our Lord is the Lord over all of them. Um, he is the truth and he is the light in that darkness. So this is just one way for you to participate. But God, it says he is the father to the fatherless and widow. He is giving them food and clothing. Um, and all you're commanded to do is to love those. And so if you're not participating in God's way of providing, you could be doing that here in town. There are many ministries. There are ministries statewide. You could be doing this through World Vision Compassion. You could be involved in our Haiti work. But I just want to affirm that this is one way. And if you are not um, obeying the Lord's command, that we would encourage you to consider praying about this. And um, thank you for your time. Great job, Alicia. Thank you. Gateway is very missional and has been, um, I think, since it was started. Um, we're going to try to do a better job maybe about once a, a quarter of keeping you updated of specific ways that we are actively participating with God in the Great Commission, whether locally or globally. And we want to invite you guys to participate with us. If at any time we share something that sparks your interest but don't give you enough information to know how do I get involved, just connect with the church office or any of us that are up here talking about it. We'd love to know uh, that you're interested and love to show you how you can participate. Um, it's really awesome to think about what God is doing locally and globally and that he calls us to participate with him in the Great Commission. It's also really humbling to think that Jesus invites us to participate with him in communion, in sharing and remembering the sacrifice of what he has done on our behalf and his body being broken and his blood being shed 
for our sins. And as the praise team comes first, we're going to invite the rest of you who are believers in Christ to come this morning to the table. And as we celebrate what God is doing missionally and how he calls us to that, we also celebrate what he has done once and for all in Jesus Christ at Calvary's cross. And we come this morning remembering the sacrifice of Christ and thanking him for what he has done on our behalf. So as the praise team comes, the ushers will direct the rest of you guys to the center aisle. Let's pray together this morning. Lord, we're grateful that you are at work all around us and that you invite us to participate with you in sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you that we can come this morning to the table. Those of us who are believers in Christ, who, like those who were baptized, have ourselves been regenerated and washed and and cleansed of all of our sins. Lord, thank you for the way that you made this most expensive gift available to us at no cost. Because, Lord, you saw that we could do nothing to save ourselves, but you made the most extreme sacrifice in laying down your Son on Calvary's cross, that his body might be broken, that his blood might be shed, that we might be able to come and to remember what he has done, that we might remember that we are your children, that we might remember that we are in fellowship with you. And we come this morning, Lord, we ask that by your Spirit you would cause us in our hearts and minds to do business with you, that needs to be done, that we would come to this place, Lord, not only remembering, but properly positioning ourselves with humility before the throne. In Jesus' name, amen.